Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the McCarty Ministries podcast. Glad to have you. Don't forget to go to wherever you listen to podcasts to rate and review us. That feedback definitely helps us reach more people, so we certainly appreciate it. I've got a question for you to start today's podcast off. Have you ever forgotten about something important before? Maybe you missed an appointment or you forgot to do something that you were asked to do. Maybe maybe you forgot to do a chore that mom and dad had assigned to you. Or maybe you forgot something that your spouse needed. Or perhaps that exam snuck up on you and you didn't remember to study. Have you ever lost your keys? Lost your phone, your wallet, or your purse? We're all human, and so we're all prone to forgetting things. And sometimes things can be hard to remember. I recently got back from some trips where I shared this topic with some students at a conference, and I also got to teach on this topic at a church service. In both instances, I shared a story about a time I took Mia to a birthday party of an old friend. It was at that birthday party that I was tasked with introducing Mia to people that I grew up with. At one point, I was supposed to introduce her to someone, and I completely blanked on this person's name. Now listen, Mia and I have a system that we've agreed on in case this ever happens again. That way we can save some embarrassment. She knows that if we're in a situation where I'm going to introduce her to someone she's never met before, If within just a few minutes I haven't exchanged their names yet, she knows that I've forgotten it. And so what she does is initiates things by introducing herself. It really saves face. She realizes, all right, Matt has not introduced me to this person yet. That means Matt can't remember their name. And so she steps in. Hi, my name's Mia. And then, of course, that person introduces themselves. Hi, Mia. I'm Steve. Nice to meet you. And unfortunately, I have to be transparent and tell you here and now that I have this little fib that I do. It is at that point that I say, I'm so sorry, Steve, Mia, Mia, Steve. It's probably not the right thing to do, but it saves from some embarrassment. It's a great system, and it's one we set up after the embarrassing situation at that birthday party. So today, I want to talk to you about remembering things and how it relates to our walk with God. Our key verse for this episode is Psalm 7711, and I'm going to use the NIV version. Psalm 7711 says, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. And our main points for this episode are actually three things that God wants us to remember. They are, number one, Remember what God has already done. Number two, remember what he has promised he'll do. And number three, remember who he is. The Bible has a lot to say about remembering important things. Most important of all is to remember the three things I just mentioned. Remember what God's already done, what he's promised he'll do, and who he says he is. We see examples of this throughout the Old Testament. In Joshua chapter 4, God tells Joshua to have the people build a memorial to remind them of what God had already done for them up to that point. Joshua 4, 1 through 7 reads, When all the people had crossed the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, Now choose twelve men from each tribe. Tell them 
Take 12 stones from the very place where the priests are standing in the middle of the Jordan. Carry them out and pile them up at the place where you'll camp tonight. So Joshua called together the 12 men he'd chosen, one from each of the tribes of Israel. He told them, Go into the middle of the Jordan in front of the ark of the Lord your God. Each of you must pick up one stone and carry it out on your shoulder, 12 stones in all, one for each of the 12 tribes of Israel. We'll use these stones to build a memorial. In the future, your children will ask you, what do these stones mean? Then you can tell them. They remind us that the Jordan River stopped flowing when the Ark of the Lord's Covenant went across. These stones will stand as a memorial among the people of Israel forever. You see, God had rescued his people from slavery in Egypt. He defeated the Egyptian armies for them. He parted the Red Sea. I'm sure many of you have seen the Ten Commandments movie. He provided manna from heaven, something new that had never been done before, food to sustain them every day. He helped the Israelites defeat many different armies along this journey. And then here in Joshua 4, we see that recently he had helped them cross the Jordan River. God knew that they, and all people, are prone to forgetting things. So to help them remember everything he had done, he told them to build a memorial. As Americans, we're pretty familiar with memorials. We have the Washington Monument, the Lincoln Memorial, the Martin Luther King Jr. Monument, and so on. These monuments or memorials, statues if you will, are designed to remind us of what has happened in the past. And this was the intent that God had and what he told Joshua to do. Not only did God have to remind his people in the Old Testament about what he'd done, Jesus had to remind his disciples. In Mark 8, it says, starting at verse 15, As they were crossing the lake, Jesus warned them, Watch out, beware of the yeast of the Pharisees and of Herod. At this, they, the disciples, began to argue with each other because they hadn't brought any bread. Jesus knew what they were saying, so he said, Why are you arguing about having no bread? Don't you know or understand even yet? Are your hearts too hard to take it in? You have eyes, can't you see? You have ears, can't you hear? Don't you remember anything at all? When I fed the 5,000 with five loaves of bread, how many baskets of leftovers did you pick up afterward? Twelve, they said. And when I fed the 4,000 with seven loaves, how many large baskets of leftovers did you pick up? Seven, they said. Don't you understand yet? He asked them. Often, I think we forget that Jesus didn't just feed those 5,000 people one time. I remember as a kid uh, in a Bible school, they'd have the flannel graph, and they would show Jesus feeding the 5,000 people. And growing up, I don't know about you, but growing up, I often just pictured Jesus doing that one time, that one miracle where he fed all those people. But the truth is that we have it recorded that he did this actually at least twice. And we could argue that perhaps he did it even more than what was recorded. In other words, there were many times that there was not enough food to feed the masses. And Jesus performed a miracle and fed them. And even though he did that, his disciples didn't have any bread at one point and thought Jesus would be upset about it. As if there was nothing that Jesus could do about it. And so that's what he's saying in Mark 8. Basically, hey guys, just a few minutes ago, I multiplied and made food. And just a little bit before that, I did it again. 
So in other words, this miraculous moment, his disciples soon forgot. Isn't it crazy how we can forget even the miraculous? We already talked about losing your keys or or forgetting your wallet or an appointment, but we can even forget the miraculous things that God has done. Not only do we forget about what he's already done, we forget about what he's promised to us. In Matthew 8, we see the disciples had grown scared of a storm that was happening while they were on the sea. And even though Jesus had already repeatedly told them that he was with them and that God would provide for them and protect them, they still grew scared that the storm was going to hurt them. In other words, the disciples forgot what Jesus had promised them. Not only do we forget about what he's done or what he's promised us, but we can also forget about who he is. We forget that he's our Savior by continuing to live in sin. We forget to remember that he's our provider by running up our credit cards. We forget to trust him as that provider by failing to be generous with others. We fail to remember that he's our healer when we're in the middle of a pandemic. And sometimes we forget that he's the one who forgives us, even when we've blown it big time. There are many instances in the Bible of what he's already done for us. John 3.16 says he saved us. 1 Peter 2.24 says he's healed us. Ephesians 1.5 says that he's adopted us. And not only are there instances about what he's already done, but there's tons of promises in the Bible that he's made us. Hebrews 13.5, he promises that he'll never leave us. Isaiah 54.17, he promises that he'll protect us. And 1 John 5.15, he promises that he'll listen to us and hear us. And of course, the Bible has a lot to say about who he is. He's called king, counselor, teacher, doctor, friend, guide, and father. So if he's done such wonderful things for us, and he has such awesome promises for us, and he is so amazing, why do we still forget? We forget because of three things. We forget because of the distractions of life, the time that has passed, and what we choose to remember. I want to say that one more time so it sinks in for you. We forget because of the distractions of life, the time that has passed, and what we choose to remember. Listen, forgetfulness is not a problem of caring. It's a product of capacity. We don't forget someone's name because we don't care about them. We don't forget about an appointment because it's not important to us. We forget about things because of our capacity to remember. Our brains are limited. Our brains are mortal. We are human. We can only remember so much. Often the distractions in life will cause us to forget. For example, the scary doctor report comes into our brains and distracts us and tries to push out the amazing things God has already done for us in our past. Sometimes so much time has passed that the promises that God has made you and I, the ones that we read about in our Bible, aren't fresh anymore. Instead of reminding ourselves every day with fresh insight from the Bible, we try to live on one word that we got years ago. So when the struggles of life come, we forget what he's promised us. And many times we forget because we choose to remember what someone else has said about us, or even what the enemy has said about us. 
Instead of remembering who he is, for instance, our Savior, we choose to remember who we are, a failure apart from him. So we forget because of the distractions of life, the time that's passed, and what we choose to remember. So if these distractions and passage of time and the choice we make causes us to forget what he's done or what he's promised or who he is, how do we fix it? I'm glad you asked. I want to give you three practical things you can do to keep your memory of these things sharp. You ready? Here they are. Number one, write things down. Habakkuk 2.2 tells us to write the vision and make it plain. So write them down. Number two, tell stories. Psalm 78, 4 through 6 encourages those of us to share what God's done in our lives with future generations. So write things down, number one. Number two, tell stories. And number three, build memorials. Write down what God's done for you. Write what he promises you. Be somebody who journals. Now, I don't know about you, but growing up, there was a stigma about journaling. It was kind of this thing that only girls had diaries. Men didn't write things down. Look, if anything's keeping you from journaling, get over it. So if you need to go get yourself a camouflage journal or a Iron Man pen in order to make this thing happen, then do it. Get a journal. Write things down. Write what God is telling you. Now, this means that you should be keeping your faith fresh. There should be a daily discipline of Bible reading and prayer. And whatever you get out of that, write it down. Remember, this will help combat the attrition that time causes. Not only write things down, but you can remember by telling stories. Share with your family, friends, classmates, or coworkers what God's done in your life. It will reach them for Jesus. It'll be a great testimony while helping you to not forget what he's done and what he's promised in your life. Tell these stories in person. Tell them through texts or phone calls. Share them on your social media platforms. Remember, God had Joshua build the memorial so that others would ask what it was for and then they could tell stories about it. So tell stories. It'll help you remember. So write these things down tell stories, and then finally, build your own memorials. Whatever works for you here. Make a poster board with Bible verses. Take pictures and put them up in your locker or at your desk where you work. Pictures of moments in time that God did something for you. Or maybe draw, sculpt, build. Make something out of wood, whatever you have to make that will serve as a token or a memorial of these things that you need to remember. So these practical things can help remember what you need to about what he's done, what he's promised, and who he is. I want to leave you with a verse from the psalmist David. It's one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. It's Psalm 103, and it's the first five verses. It says this, Let all that I am praise the Lord. With my whole heart, I will praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. He forgives all my sins. He heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagles. Isn't that good? David, a man who failed miserably, took the time to tell himself, Look, you are going to remember who God is, 
what he's done and what he's promised. And I want to encourage you today to do the same. Be like David. Take the time to remind yourself of these things. All right, let's review. Our key verse for this episode is Psalm 77, 11, out of the NIV. It says, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. And our main points for this episode are three things that God wants us to remember. They are, number one, remember what God's already done. Number two, remember what he's promised he'll do. And number three, remember who he is. We just want to remind you, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and you can like us on Facebook. Just search for McCarty Ministry. We want to encourage you to go there to check out what we're up to, what events we have going on, how we're reaching people for Jesus. And you can also visit our website, McCartyMinistries.com. Our blogs are there, and so is this podcast. Thanks again for listening. Make sure you don't miss an episode by subscribing to this podcast wherever you listen. If this podcast has blessed you, we'd love for you to share it with others on social media. Don't forget, we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, or you can just go to our website, McCartyMinistries.com. Also, you can go there for more details on who we are and what we're up to. And until next time, let's keep reaching the world for Jesus.